And with us on the phone this morning, City Manager Eric King. Eric, good morning, sir. Good morning. Very nice to have you here with us today on this cold winter morning. Oh, I know. Very cold. Um, so, City uh, Council met last night? Yes, they did. They did. Um, number of items are our last meeting of, uh, of the year, uh, but they approved some contracts and made some policy decisions and uh, approved a grant. So, happy to talk, talk about them. So I understand uh, workforce housing was on the docket. Yeah, there was a, a work session with uh, Ben Chamber. Uh, the Ben Chamber uh, completed a survey recently um, that really talked about the impact of the, the lack of housing supply, the cost of housing uh, from a workforce perspective. Um, many, many small businesses aren't able to hire folks. It's really impacting um, our business community and their ability to uh, to grow here in Bend. So um, we've been working on, on housing strategies uh, together with the Chamber for quite some time. The, the report kind of focused in on, on a few key issues. Um, and ultimately, I think there's an opportunity to kind of pilot some pro- uh, projects, really getting employers involved in um, the housing development arena, kind of pooling perhaps some funds and creating some certainty for for employers on ensuring uh, their employees can be housed. Uh, we also are going to be kind of going arm-in-arm into the, to the legislative session, uh, looking for some policy changes with a, a focus on what we call middle-income housing. Um, so that's that housing uh, that typically is uh, just out of reach for folks, a lot of it, so maybe homeownership um, or, or, or even rental housing. So how can we, um, you know, from a funding perspective, from a reducing barriers policy perspective, um, just keep keep doing more of what we're doing uh, because the housing crisis is uh, is not just a, you know uh, something that's a, a nuisance. It's really affecting all of us in many in many ways and from an economic development perspective, and that's very concerning. So, is it a mix or is it just simply multi-unit uh, housing? It, it's a mix. I would say uh, there's many different options or cottage housing where um, homes could still be uh, purchased. Maybe it's the land that's leased to, to reduce the cost. It could be multifamily housing as well. Um, but th- this is traditionally, these are, these are homes that are not subsidized by government funding. It's, it might be some things that help get the projects going, so investments in infrastructure to make that project possible, maybe some creative financing. Uh, but ultimately, it's um, really trying to just increase housing supply. I mean, I think there's uh, no, no matter what the housing product is, there's a need for it. We are we are short. Uh, the estimate is about 5,000 housing units in Bend. Um, every two years, we produce about 3,000 units. Um, so we're slowly catching up, but it's not it's not enough. And so we've got to keep keep turning the dial on getting more in all of how, all types of housing um, on the ground. Is there a chance that more land is going to be able to be brought in? I know several years ago the state said, no, you guys can't expand until you do a lot of infill. Well, it seems to me that the infill seems to be about done. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, there's, there's, there's still many opportunities for what we call efficiency of, of land inside the urban growth boundary. There, there's still uh, some of our core is really identified as that, uh, that target for that infill development. But we recently did that. Uh, um, Add land to the urban growth boundaries through a through some legislation, the Stevens Road track, about 240 acres. Um, that's on our docket for next year, really, to uh, look at additional land that might need to come in to the urban growth boundary. Land supply, of course, is an issue. Um, there's also uh, public land uh, that we want to see more be used more efficiently. 
Um, you know, there's not just the city of Bend, but there's other land inside the UGB that, you know, may be opportunities for affordable housing. We're talking to Bend City Manager Eric King here on the KBND Morning News. Uh, let's move from housing to transportation now. Neff and Purcell intersection. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, project that has been long in the making. It was uh, uh, identified, oh, probably a decade ago as, as uh, a need, both from a traffic perspective as well as a safety. Sidewalk network is missing there. Um, all sorts of goals, and, and so we began design in 2019. We had, it took a while to get some funding, so Council, oh, about uh, three, four years ago, put a funding package together to complete not just Stephen Purcell, but many intersections throughout the city. Um, so that design happened, and then COVID happened uh, as the project was getting ready to be delivered, and we just had a lot of uncertainty with our budget. We put the project on pause. Uh, we, put, we picked it back up, um, so last night the Council did approve the rebuilding of that intersection, um, which is uh, also connected to an extension of Purcell. So anybody that drives Purcell knows there's a missing piece, um, and that will be completed as part of this project as well. It will start here in the next couple of months and should hopefully wrap up by uh, early early this summer. Um, but it'll be a disruptive project. I mean, it is. there's a lot of folks that go through that Neff corridor, and the pro- that intersection needs to be completely rebuilt. There's a significant slope issues, so it's going to be raised up about six to nine feet, uh, which will require a full closure. Um, so some, you know, pain for gain, uh, but, but when it's done, um, it'll really help traffic flow uh, in that area, improve safety, um, and really create a more connected uh, bike and pedestrian system as well. Said so he did some work with COIC Transit last night too. Yep, yep. The transit system uh, that we we initially provided transit service here at the city of Bend. We transferred the transit service over to the Central Oregon Intergovernmental Council back in 2010 in an effort to regionalize the system. Transit isn't just a city of Bend issue. It's a you know, transportation in general is it's a regional one. So. Um, that has been in existence for quite some time, and uh, we are still contributing some general fund dollars to transit, but we'd like to see a transit uh, service stand on its own uh, without general fund support. Um, so we've asked COIC through this intergovernmental agreement to uh, begin exploring options for them to be a true standalone transit agency over the next two years. So um, that agreement was signed uh, or approved, and um, and we'll be looking to uh, help support those efforts to make transit um, more a bit more robust in the region, but also really as a standalone entity. And when you say that, the first thing that comes to mind is increased fares. Uh, not necessarily. I think there's uh, opportunities that has have come about since we transferred that system over. Um, the state of Oregon uh, had a transportation package that was approved in 2017, which included dedicated funding for transit. So, you know, there there are funds available for transit. It's not necessarily going to result in a funding ask or uh, fare increases or anything like that. It's more of a uh, the governance structure and ensuring that uh, there's the the right focus on delivering that service. Speaking of transportation, e-bike, the city got an uh, e-bike rebate grant. What is that? Yeah, we were successful in applying for a grant with Pacific Power to provide uh, vouchers for e-bikes for low-income residents um, to to qualify. Uh, You need to make about 80% of area median income for what that means for an individual is roughly uh, fifty some th- I think fifty six thousand per year. It, it scales up based on your family size, but um, it provides access to uh, to 
you know, a good way to get around. Um, and this is something that the state is also considering. Um, so we're getting a jump start and getting uh, some folks uh, some e-bikes as long as, as they qualify. There'll be a lottery system and a whole process. We're partnering. Uh, the city's not providing uh, direct services. This is being done through commute options. So uh, we just help facilitate the grants that allow this to, to occur. Do we know when that's going to lift off? Probably this spring. Um, now is probably not the best time to <laughs> to to be shopping for an e-bike. I don't think anybody's in that in that mode right now with a four degree temperature and cold cold uh, and snow on the ground. So um, it'll probably be this spring. So Eric, as we look past uh, the holidays and into the round the corner for the new year, uh, what are the top things on your on your list? Well, we have a new council that gets uh, seated on January fourth. We have two new counselors uh, that will get sworn in, and then we have, we have a third counselor that needs to join the team. Uh, Melanie Keebler, who was elected as mayor, will vacate her seat, and then we'll be going through a pretty intense process to uh, to interview and hopefully select a counselor. Uh, then we go into our goal setting process. Uh, we do a community listening session to make sure that we are in sync with the community's values, and we've just completed a survey. Um, to also share some of those voices that don't often get heard on, on what their priorities are. We have a goal, a retreat, and start putting together our two-year goals and work plan, which really help to define our budget as well. Um, so that's that we're, we'll be in a, a pretty busy January coming up. Sounds like it. City Manager for Bend, Eric King, my guest this morning. Eric, always great to talk to you. Likewise. FM News 100.1, 1110, KBND.